Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. In today's episode, I chat with the lovely, super talented Ross Baxter. A graduate of the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland and Musical Theatre, he has recently completed his first professional job and gives us an insight into his training, the adventures he's had thus far and what led him to following his dream to be a performer. As it's my first recording, the sound quality and my interviewing skills aren't quite where I'd like them to be. But this is a real passion project for me and in that there's room for growth and improvement. So hopefully you'll enjoy it nonetheless. Thank you for listening and thank you to Ross for taking part. Enjoy. Hi Ross, thank you so much for joining us on The Brought and The Brave. Introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, um, all those important information mm-hmm. points for us. Uh, <laughs> I'm Ross Baxter. Yes. I am a graduate of the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland on the BA Musical Theatre course. Uh, now working, not working actor. <laughs> so... Just all that exciting all, stuff. All the exciting stuff. <laughs> and we met um, a long time ago. Yes. When you were what age? 13. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Now, I was ten, probably, ten years I ago. I was probably yeah. only about 15 or something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at us. <laughs> and it was a production of Singing, Singing in, in the, the Rain. rain. And, mm-hmm. and then you came back to yeah. do West Side Story. Oh my goodness, and played Baby John yep. in the amateur version by um, Adrian Colbridge Operatic, who yes. I'm still with. And that was brilliant. And because I remember you coming back and you going, Yeah, I've met you before, and I was like, Oh my goodness, like you turned into like an actual grown up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the space of like two seconds, it felt. Um, oh no. And then after that, we did All Shook Up. All Shook Up. Yeah, in 2015. An amazing show. Yeah. I can't believe we got that uh, done in that time, actually. I know. <laughs> and then, probably after that, then you went to the conservatory. That was the summer in between college and Jeez, starting right, first year, okay. yeah. So, how did this all start for you? Like, what was your kind of um, I remember it from being about six or seven. Uh-huh. But I think my family would probably tell you it was a little bit earlier than that. Right, okay. But my memory of it was just going to my mum and saying to her, I want to go to drama clubs. I want to. This is. I just want to kind of dive headfirst into this uh-huh. world and see where it takes yeah. me. So she remember looking up local clubs and classes, yeah. and she found one in Airdrie that I just went to, and I loved it. It yeah. was the Collins Google Oh yeah. Theatre mm-hmm. school in Airdrie. Yeah. So I was about seven years old, and that was aimed at musical theatre and review shows. Right. Okay. And. We had different classes from 8 to 12 and 12 to 16 Mm -hmm. and then an over 16s class so I was really young I think I was just 8 when I started so I was very young and did Irish dancing classes alongside I did yeah yeah that's my kind of that's my kind of fun fact (laughs) if anyone asks it yeah that's probably the only style of dance that I've not tried and I would love to because I think I'd quite like it because it's a wee bit like Highland and a wee bit like Uh tap yeah I can't believe that. Yeah. I'm now going to meet you do a jig before you go. Oh, God, I can't now. I can't now. <laughs> That's so awesome. I started that alongside those drama classes. Mm-hmm. And as I got older and had to move classes at the drama club, it then clashed nights. Right. 
Right. So right. I kind of had to sacrifice one, yeah. and I was getting singing, dancing, and acting at the drama club. So I kind of thought I'll prioritise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then found another dance school, mm-hmm. uh, really local in the community uh-huh. centre, like a five-minute walk from my house, totally. which taught jazz, ballet, uh, modern tap, really? and a bit of majorette thrown in yeah. there as well, which was <laughs> always <it>. a laugh. <laughs> um, so that's when it started really early and then uh-huh. it was when I was still at these classes that I discovered the Amateur Operatic Society yeah, doing yeah. Singing in the Rain. My mum came to me. And were your family like into music or drama? Was no, not really. No, no. It kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, My totally. uncle was a part of the Adrian Cope Bridge oh, right, Society. Okay, cool. So he, um, when I started, they kind of knew my family which was uh-huh. nice so I was yeah. kind of eased it in totally. quite well but my mum came to me with an advert for Singing in the Rain and you were looking for a young Don and Cosmo uh-huh. so that I'm, was my second show with yeah it, so I remember going for it and you were at the audition mm-hmm. with all the other boys and then I got it and then I remember being told that I had to be 16 to join the club right and I was 13 so they said come back when you're 16 so I waited that out and came back for West Side Story goodness there you go yeah and just you've been singing and dancing and acting ever since, since. basically. Yeah, and then just high school, higher mm-hmm. drama, higher music, or A-levels or the equivalent. Was quite a supportive environment at school in terms of the arts? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really. The um, equipment we had was second to none. Yeah. It was amazing. We had a, It was a brand new refurbished school. Oh, amazing. Newly built right, school okay. that I, I went yeah. to with all the instruments and all the lighting yeah, equipment awesome. and costumes you could dream uh-huh. of in a music and drama so department. So it wasn't something that you had to just do outside of school? This was no, you, you totally could do, could uh-huh, do it in yeah, school. Yeah. So that really helped and it kind of all happened at the right time mm-hmm. because um, I looked. I remember being quite young when I started looking into theatre courses yeah, yeah. because I wasn't naive to how difficult I knew it would have been. I, uh-huh. I understood quite early on yeah, how difficult yeah, it great. would be. So I remember looking for courses whilst I was quite early on in high school, mm-hmm. for picking my subjects. Yeah. There was just no doubt in your mind that's what you were going to do. There was From about 13 or uh-huh. 14, yeah, yeah. I thought that's been And you dabbled with the idea of doing something else? Well, I think it's the uncertainty of it. It makes you think, is there something what else, else I can do? Do mm. I have to pick a backup? But I knew I would always have a career some way in the arts, uh-huh. be it in being in art or being in yeah. media yeah, or of course. in some way creative. Uh-huh. But um, being an actor was the... You do belong on the stage, though. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was always the goal, <laughs> so... <laughs> so it was good, though. And then from high school, mm-hmm. I auditioned for drama school, mm-hmm. right out of high school, and got an immediate no Gee, from there. Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I auditioned first time. But I think I was, I, was, I was so young, uh-huh. and I, I had to polish a lot more and learn a lot more. So yeah. then I took the longer route and went to college for mm-hmm. two years at Motherwell, and then applied for... Drama, uh, range of different drama schools mm-hmm. in my second year at college and then got in yes. second time round so went to the <laughs> Royal Scottish Academy of Music and Drama back then mm-hmm. now Royal Conservatory yeah. of Scotland did you enjoy your experience there? I loved it did, yeah. you, did you make a lot of good friends? yeah, and, yeah. it's such a tight knit group of people bet, and right. you work so closely just so intense I guess yeah. everyone's in the same boat you just mm-hmm. get head down and get stuck in and everyone's yeah. living it and Loving it. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. And on all the shows, you work with all different departments mm-hmm. and they're so big on collaborating. Brilliant. So yeah. that was really at the forefront. And then the rest kind of just took off from there. Fantastic. Yeah. In terms of your art form, if you like, in terms of performing, or what is your 
favourite thing about it? Like, is it the creative process? Is it the getting on stage uh-huh. for an audience? Um, one of my favourite things is the variety mm-hmm. amongst it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think in musical theatre, I would hate to be looked at someone that can just only do a musical. Uh-huh. I would hate that yeah. for someone just to think, he's done musical theatre. Mm-hmm. I know it's not like that, but like no, that's no, just, no. it's just you don't want no, that stigma that attached attack to it. A yeah. or, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that you can do dance work, musical theatre, plays, yeah. Shakespeare, commercials, TV, Fantastic. panto. Yeah. So I love that variety because I feel like it's not safe to pigeonhole yourself. Definitely not. Because no. you will just, uh, just... And if you have strengths in all areas, then yeah, why not ex- then explore that further? And, and drama school is the time for that. Mm-hmm. It's totally time to find your strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. know what you need to work on mm-hmm. and what you need to pay more attention to. Mm-hmm. And then because you're introduced to with all the modules that we did mm-hmm. you got a chance to dip your toes into everything thinking back what do you think that you had to work on more what the, came more naturally to you or uh, I feel like I had to work on my musicianship skills okay. a bit mm-hmm. more they're they're very big on becoming an actor muso mm-hmm. and uh, that's really in at the yeah. moment it has mm-hmm. been for the last like five ten years yeah and I was a drummer from high school, so right. it's not the most portable instrument. No. So, <laughs> having to, so I then took up piano, I took up different instruments, and awesome. but then ended up kind of sticking to my roots, mm-hmm. playing the drums in one yeah. of our final shows, which oh, was an okay. actor-musician piece. Right. And, uh, but if I could go back and change anything, it would be to take a whole new instrument okay. and just hit the ground running with it, uh-huh. and take something that's more portable that you can right. take to auditions yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. The creative process. What does that look like for you mm-hmm. when you're starting something? I, new? I love the rehearsal process uh-huh. of doing a show. I know, mm-hmm. like, you could be looked at as like, oh, you're a performer. You love it when you get on the stage mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's I love creating and I love developing stuff. So a rehearsal room is uh-huh. a great environment. Yeah, and, and a safe environment. To yeah, try of course. Stuff out and, mm-hmm. and watch others and mm-hmm. and just soak it all up really I guess I've totally been lucky enough to every show that I've done I have had an input of kind of Mm -hmm. come in and say this is what I see collaborated with the director Uh, that happened a lot when I was at the academy okay that um we it was a real collaborative process and you shouldn't feel scared to voice your opinion Uh on what you feel is um right for your character yeah yeah Uh uh-huh etc so that was really fun. Yeah. I love a creative process and I love the rehearsal process because you only get about four or five weeks when it's like yeah. full time uh-huh. before you... At drama school, our first show was seven weeks rehearsal. Okay. Our second show was like five weeks mm-hmm. and our third show was like three to four weeks. Wow. So the time kept decreasing. Uh-huh. But it was good because it kept picking up the pace. Yeah, yeah. And it uh-huh. like, kind of yeah. kicks you to... obviously experienced you become and yeah. you just get You can make it. choices faster. Yes. And, and trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it took a lot of, yeah, Mm -hmm. that trust definitely something that builds gradually over the three years, but that all kind of kicks into place when it comes to the shows. Up until now, Mm -hmm. what's been a real highlight for you? Um, oh, just one? You can pick. A few? Many as you like, many as you like. I actually last year had a lot of highlights, Mm -hmm. Um, I would say the first half of last year was filled mm-hmm. with a lot of highlights we did our graduate showcase okay. which is like an hour long set yeah. and there was 18 of us in our class so we all had a minute and a half 
solo song. Got you. And we did nine duologues, so we paired up and did kind of three minute mm-hmm. duologues and three ensemble numbers. Brilliant. And that was for an audience of agents, family and friends. Right. And we took that to London and did it wow. in the Novello Theatre where Mamma Mia is. Goodness. On the West End. So that was the most terrifying yes. performance ever. <laughs> filled with a sea of agents and but at the no same pressure. time <laughs> no no pressure. But family and friends still. Uh-huh. So that was lovely. It was for Do you each... not get really like I get stressed out in uh, performing in front of people I know. Like I'll, I'll It's so much harder. Front, it's so much like, harder. I'll dance in front of people yeah. that I don't know all day long and chat, chat, chat. The minute I know somebody in the mm-hmm. audience oh, it's like it's almost like it's if someone cool. asks you at a party, get up and just sing a song. Uh, you do can't a do it. <laughs> do a turn, <laughs> but you can't. But you can't actually do it because you give me a stage and a microphone or whatever. It's so much like, easier. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would say that was. Um, yeah, that was that, that was a highlight because uh-huh. I got my agent from that, and which was I was really happy with uh-huh. that. And it's at that time, it's such a massive pressure. And looking back on it, mm-hmm. you do see it as the be all or end all. Oh, but happen. it's when you look back on it, it's funny you can't. You can give that advice to someone, but they can't take it until yeah, they feel it's just it. Just having like, that perspective after uh-huh. the fact, but at the time, it's just like this is mm-hmm. it. This has to go. Yeah, well. exactly, yeah. and that's ah. the, it's it's just that it's just a way of thinking, yeah. and, and that's not always the case. And the chat must just be all about. It's that. like you almost can't be around your classmates because uh-huh. after it, you're so you're so focused on like who's meeting with what. <laughs> you have to really take yourself away. Uh-huh from the situation right imagine. after it yeah. and then just reconvene with everyone the next week mm-hmm. and try and not talk about it too much yeah. but that was a that was a real highlight and it was good because it was 18 of us on a stage mm-hmm. just our class each person showing off what they do best totally and just like that combination of like those years yeah. that hard work mm-hmm. all coming together like yeah. this is it this is, this is but with the to. pressure of it being <laughs> this is one performance this is a one show <laughs> uh huh but it, but it. <laughs> yeah, but it's with adrenaline and nerves it totally works out. Yeah. And I would say probably that and getting my first job, which was where that Dundee rep. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, so getting a phone call for that and being imagine. told that it was a six month contract, three shows, Fantastic. was brilliant. You can't so scrape me know off the any ceiling. Of your co-stars. Yeah. So actually, I, I got it. Um, so we worked on Spring Awakening, mm-hmm. and our director for Spring Awakening was also artistic director at Dundee Rep. Wow. So Spring Awakening, if you know the show, is mm-hmm. about six schoolboys and five schoolgirls, yeah. and we had an ensemble nurse as well. And the kind of real one of like the main points about the show is that there's two adult authority, a male okay. and a female. So to kind of really differentiate that, we brought in two members of the Dundee Rep Ensemble. Well, Andrew, our director, who uh-huh. brought in a, an actress from the Rep Ensemble uh-huh. to play the female authority uh-huh. and an actor to play the male authority. Brilliant. And uh, so we got to collaborate with Dundee Rep and we took it to the Rep as well for four days after playing it in the Academy in Glasgow. So that was great. So I knew them before starting. Uh-huh. And then also one of my close friends, Kiara, I got the job with her for the same contract and she was in my class so (laughs) the two of us got a flat and packed up and moved up to Dundee for six months here we go let's do this and made a made a lot of friends Uh and peers and creatives and met a lot of cool people I was privy to Ross's Instagram so I feel like I was living Vicariously through you. It's like, he always looks like he's having an amazing time. Posts far too much. It's all good. But, no, it was great. So getting that, getting that job was, 
a real outstanding. Yeah, I, I bet you just learn it on the job. Like, oh yeah, you can't you can't prepare for uh, it. You can't. Yeah. You can to a sense. You can research the plays, but you can't yeah. prepare what it's going to be mm-hmm. like. And I think getting that call in June and knowing that that was going to be happening till January was mm-hmm. a real weight yes, lifted. Absolutely. Because I knew what was coming next. Yeah, it's the momentum's just going. Then you've yeah. just came out, you know, and graduated, and you're straight into it. Uh-huh. There's no lull. No. There, you just get started. And it was a, there was only four weeks between the really? call and the contract starting, yeah, so you kind of had to so do a quick. Your mind in terms of mm-hmm. right, this is just do a quick was, turnaround. This is what I've trained to do. Yeah, yeah. That was a highlight. Fantastic. Yeah, that that is a highlight. That it really is. Is there something for you up until this point that you know has been like, well, that was a real hurdle or that was a real moment? Really? Yeah. Um, I well, it's no secret that the industry is completely filled with obstacles, but I think the main one that everyone can relate to is rejection uh-huh. of a job. Yeah, like um, it doesn't, it it can get easier, but more than easier, it becomes manageable. Yes, like it totally becomes manageable. Can and imagine. I think upon graduating, it can feel a lot more personal, and you can get caught up in the excitement and the adrenaline and the what will happen if I get it. Uh-huh. Um, mentality of being a fresh graduate and auditioning yeah, for the first couple of times. Imagine. So when to not get those jobs, I think it would hit a bit harder because yeah. you start asking more questions. Uh-huh. But um, the way I've kind of managed that was just confiding in a lot of people and a lot of my friends who were, say, in the year above me mm-hmm. or at different drama mm-hmm. schools who graduated the year before me, they were in the same situation. Yeah. Speaking to them, knowing myself that it's not a personal thing. No, no. And, um, and it's just that reassurance from other people going, Yeah, of you. course. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, just knowing that it might be right for you, but at that time it's not. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if it's a show you're auditioning for and you're not right for it, then you might get... I know people who've auditioned for the same show two or three times wow, uh-huh. and year after year didn't get it and then got it the next year in. because the time was right for them. So it's kind of just trusting that something else will come around the corner and I just remember one it's of our... Exactly. <laughs> and one of our teachers saying to us that the shows that you think you're not right for, you're right for. Wow. You can... You, you don't know what's going to be out there mm-hmm. and you could get an audition through from your agent and be like, what? what? Like, I, what am I right for this? And then auditioning for it and then if you get it mm-hmm. and then find out you're right for it. Uh-huh. So that's really exciting. It's yeah, like yeah, not uh-huh. knowing that there's things out there for you that will come your way. it a bit to the universe and not yeah. having it all mapped out in your head of how it should yeah. go or how you would like it to mm-hmm. go. The uncertainty and the spontaneity of it can stress people out mm. but I think it's quite fun I <laughs> like it I quite, I quite, yeah, I quite like that, that. That's um, awesome it's, um, it'll be a lot easier on you if you have that yeah, to, I guess my brother stresses out about that he's like I don't know how you can do uh-huh. and not have the certainty of it I think it was take it. a certain mentality uh-huh. to deal with that but I think it's aside from the where do I live and how, how do I make money and all mm, that kind of I think just the actual like yeah and mm. if you move about it's exploring a new place yeah. in the world and every job's different like it's gone back to the whole variety thing mm-hmm. like you're not stuck in you're, you're not doing the same thing yeah. every day maybe when you get a contract and you're doing the same show for yeah. a year but yeah. like in terms of like job to job uh-huh. they can all be completely and different and I guess every single performance is just going to have that mm. something that was different it's mm-hmm. going to be different every time and I guess you are every performance you're going to be working on it being better than the last one yeah it's getting it just yeah. right every and even time. even if you fall into a sense of you feel like you've done the show for so long uh-huh. 
because their Christmas show we just finished uh-huh. was 46 performances wow just in the one month that mm-hmm. and I know Pantos that have done yeah. way more performances than that but it, I think people think it can be easy to fall into an autopilot mm. mode of just doing it on repeat and going on and knowing uh-huh. it but like things do get thrown your way <laughs> throughout the shows you'll know um and so you need to have your wits about you yeah you, have, you can't comfy. you can't get too comfortable uh-huh. yeah. which is it keeps you on your toes which is Definitely. nice because then you'll finish the night maybe laughing about something or even uh-huh. crying about something that, will, that went wrong but yeah yeah you're like, well that's not gonna happen again exactly <laughs> so you make totally it more happens the next day. yeah definitely Brilliant. So, it sounds like you enjoy and are excited by the unpredictability of all. Yeah, it comes with a, a sense of like adrenaline and uh-huh. it kind of it kind of motivates me to uh, kind of stay, to be to be proactive. Great. It, it totally, yeah, not resting your laurels or... Yeah, yeah, it totally motivates you to go to a dance class or go and meet people mm-hmm. or go and see theatre, go and... Yeah. Go yeah, for just be inspired life. to go back to what mm-hmm. why you did it in the first yeah. place and don't or, sit and wait for auditions coming through no. because that's not yeah, healthy put yourself out there and, yeah oh, great when you were growing up and all singing all dancing and mm-hmm. <laughs> who, um, who who were your heroes or and who still still are your heroes in terms of performers uh-huh. or, or directors um, or artists or? I always remember watching videos of Alan Cumming I was when I was younger. I was fascinated by the the fact that he trained in Glasgow yeah. at the at the RSEND, yeah. and uh, he started off at the Tron Theatre oh, right. okay. and worked his way and mm-hmm. now Broadway, yeah. Hollywood, films, TV in America, Just all over the world. Up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what I appreciate about that is that he's a couple of years ago he came back and did a production of Macbeth uh-huh. for National Theatre of Scotland okay. so it's like you can work all these places and still come yeah. back to remember where you came from remember where you think. came from remember uh-huh. your route and he's uh-huh. went through a variety of different work he's mm-hmm. went on Broadway in musicals yeah. and become one yeah. of the most memorable MCs in cabaret mm-hmm. um, in musical theatre yeah um, and he's also done TV programmes films uh-huh. Spice World <laughs> well <laughs> Did you see the advert for dancers came out the other day? I did, I know. Me, I my like, friends ah. kept tagging me and I was like, I'm not that kind of I dancer. <laughs> I just sent like a, like a laugh crying face emoji like, I think, yeah. My best friend sent me, sent me, she's like, do it, do it, do it. And I was like, I've got tickets for it. I'd rather go and watch it, watch it than totally. be among, maybe beat out my depth a little bit. Mm, but, not so much. We'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But... <laughs> Yeah. Right, any funny stories, I like a good laugh. Mm-hmm. So anything, it can be rehearsals, it can be productions, whatever. Like yeah. Any memorable um, moments for you? I've had a few falls oh dear. during shows. Right. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a running theme when I was training that sometimes like if my family came in, I so happened to like fall or right. like trip. It was like quite a funny thing that happened. <laughs> the, um, when we did chess, so the, the old kind of format of the third year shows was that if they required a big ensemble they would uh-huh. take half of the second years oh right okay so when I was in second year I was lucky enough to be in the kind of main stage production which was chess mm. and there was a big cheerleading routine in it Love. and a big chess board high up on the stage yes. with lots of stairs mm-hmm. running up with pom poms <laughs> dripping over my own feet oh, no. face first onto the, oh, the chess no. board <laughs> 
Um, that Make was fun. Up, like the quickest you've ever got off in your entire life. Oh, billet speed, billet speed. That was funny. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, when we did Spring Awakening last year, there was a there was a big scene where um, my character unfortunately kills himself in mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah. And uh, the way our director went with it, he said to me, "Are you scared of heights?" And I was like. Mm. No, actually, it's funny enough. I enjoy being like spun about roller yeah. coasters upside down and like a bit of an adrenaline junkie cool. with that. So, so I said, to, I was like, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go for it. So he had. <laughs> so we said, so our thoughts are put you in a harness uh-huh. and you'll climb up. It was set in like a, like a gymnasium in 1891. So mm-hmm. it was like really high bars mm-hmm. to climb up. And I was doing the that scene from up high up on the bars on a harness. Okay. And the prop I had was a gun at that time. Uh-huh. So <laughs> it was like the second the second performance and I climbed up high and the first gun had snapped in my pocket. Oh jeez. So I thought I really don't know what to do here. So I kinda took it out in two hands. Yeah. And manoeuvred it around with two hands. So uh-huh. I got a second gun the next night. Got ya. And as I climbed up as I was climbing up the bars, it started to break again. So, but into like a million pieces. So bits of plastic were falling out of my pocket and hitting the stage. But my friends thought it was the harness crumbling that I was attached to. So they were like, so they were like, he's gonna fall. He's not attached. Doesn't know his harness is crumbling. So I was completely. Abli- I knew it was the prop, uh, but they thought it was the harness. So in my peripheral vision, I saw my friend Grace. Put her hands out. <laughs> Put her hands out in front of her during this really dramatic scene. And I could not take it seriously. It took all my might to not break. Because I just thought she's standing. <laughs> well, then I got a metal one for the next one. So that solved all problems. But I thought you were going to say it fell out your pocket and then you're like, no gun, you were up there. No, nearly no, no gun. Nearly no gun. But she stood with her hands out. God bless her. And I thought, you really thought you could catch me when I was up that height. <laughs> and then they all kind of felt them all kind of like hold their breath when I went to fall. It's a really ongoing funny story. That's hilarious. But yeah. Um, <laughs> apart from falling and breaking yeah. props, that's you up there. You've got many bones. No, you? so you're touch wood. Breaking so props. And breaking props. And having the random case fall is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Your family have been very supportive, I'm guessing. Yes, they have. In terms of yeah. your following your dreams yes they have actually it's been uh, been really lucky and uh-huh. grateful for that support yeah, yeah. I feel like starting off when I was really young it, like I said it kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. it did come out of nowhere so my mum was like yeah I mean we'll, we'll try it we'll yeah. find a find a class and she was very she grew up watching a lot of musicals uh-huh. and although not having any involvement with it she was yeah. she found yeah, it really in, yeah, it. She, yeah that's exactly what yeah. it is an appreciation so she was like yeah and she got the family along and saw all the shows when I was like seven or eight and yeah. got really got really involved with it. But I think as I got to that high school age, that was when I kind of had the conversations of taking it further. Mm-hmm. And that's when, like I said, the doubts of uncertainty yeah. and not knowing if it's all going to work out, uh-huh. cause it's a really tough industry, mm. really took its toll. Yeah. And I remember... Never being pushed away from no, it. No, no. But always being told to have a backup. Yeah, the concern, I guess, is yeah. you know, being a parent. Mm-hmm. It's just that you just want them to be safe yeah. and you want them to be settled and you mm-hmm. want them to be happy. And yeah. 
I guess going into an industry that is built on yeah, of course, just the unknown and uh-huh. what's coming up next is mm-hmm. you can't see you over the hill a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah, I definitely. Guess for a parent, it's just out of love and concern about mm-hmm. what you're about to get yourself into. And like yeah. you were talking about <clears throat> earlier in terms of the rejection and. Mm-hmm. Somebody's I think going to say no to my boy. Yeah, I think that that was definitely her <laughs> uh-huh. mindset. She yeah. thought, "I." They're your biggest cheerleaders, I yeah. guess. Like you're brilliant. Yeah, she came fabulous. to see every show two uh-huh. or three times, yeah. so you can't knock it. Mm. But I think it was always that fear of what if you get hurt? What if you don't pursue it? What if mm-hmm. all the what ifs you can think of totally. in that sense? And the same what ifs you would have had for yourself. No yeah, doubt. of course. Yeah. In the back of your mind, even if you're like, "No, no, this is what I'm doing. This mm-hmm. is what I want." And I think anytime I saw family and they knew it was for then a hobby, uh-huh. so they were like, how's the dancing, how's the acting going on? And I was like, yeah, it's fun, it's fun, it's fun. And then I think when I got to high school, I had a discussion with my mum about applying for... When I didn't get into the conservatoire when I auditioned mm-hmm. out of high school, my mum said, why don't you apply for um, like teaching, primary mm-hmm. teaching, secondary teaching, or even the the- they had a theatre... A drama studies course at got Glasgow you. University yeah, yeah, which yeah. would mean you could go on and do a teaching postgrad and become a drama mm-hmm. teacher mm-hmm. I know people that have done that yeah 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 so I thought well there is no harm in applying no so I applied but then didn't get into any uh-huh. of them so I think that was the kind of moment where they were like right okay well what are the other options uh-huh. and that's when I thought I want to go to college mm-hmm. and then I went to college and that's when the intense training started kicking in yeah. from from being at theatre clubs and mm-hmm. that's when it, the full time every single minute of the day you had to be focused yeah. and that's when it, I think college really would like make or break you I think it really I knew I was in a class with a lot of people that some of them it made up their minds that that's what wasn't okay. for them yeah. and others made their minds up being like yeah, yeah this is it, this is it. Yeah. so I think my family didn't really know which way I would have went with uh-huh. it but I think I was I was quite ambitious when I was younger which it I think it, which kind of like I think terrified her a little bit <laughs> she was kind of like you have she, she was like you have very big <laughs> expectations uh-huh. and I think my expectations were so high that she didn't want them to yeah. crash and burn essentially yeah so I, I remember just saying to my mum when I was in my second year at college I, w- I really want to go to uh, Royal Scottish uh-huh. that's where I really want to go but there's only 18 places that they take and I know it was really I knew that I had to really work my butt off uh-huh. to make sure I would get in there. Yeah. And um, I think I feel like when I got in, got in there, I'm, I felt a massive sigh of relief <laughs> like, from her. Just I, obviously she yeah. was um, delighted that yeah everything you'd worked for and hoped for mm-hmm. was happening. Yeah, and I feel like it. It's not. It's not a case at all of like. When the best thing happens, that's when you put trust in. It's not like that no, at no, all. No, no, of course it's, not. Um, it was just that everything that I'd kind of wanted and worked for kind of unfolded. Absolutely. Which she was which like, that's that, she would ever have wanted yeah. for you. So then to like see the things that happened like during the third year and like and everything kind of just go the way that you kind of wanted to go and then go up to Dundee and yeah. I think she thought I was going to just run away straight to London after graduating <laughs> so when I got the job in Dundee she was well, like good. I can hold on to a little bit longer <laughs> exactly. in Scotland she Definitely. was like so she was um, they're so on board and uh-huh. a lot of family that thought when I was younger this is like a hobby or anything mm-hmm. there wasn't really anyone in my family that I could like talk to about it because uh-huh. no one else really did it but yeah. I know that one of my youngest cousins is now like in theatre and mm-hmm. dance classes now and I think my family have learned that 
it can it can work out and yeah. they're so not like yeah sick. it's on you to putting all that work in and have having the goal and being driven and, and not being scared and putting yourself out there and mm-hmm. that you've achieved it yeah and you are achieving it every every day thank you it's brilliant what's the dream is there like a dream production um, or productions is there something you would like to work with particularly where you would like to work or are you just open to anything and everything I would love to have a career in musical theatre okay that's a no kind of secret of mine uh-huh. that I feel like I've I have a kind of bucket list of things I would like to do awesome. and a little kind of dreams and goals that I would mm-hmm. like to do amongst my in my career yeah. but I started off really young dancing and doing oh. musicals that I feel like graduating with a musical theatre degree I want to have a try at musicals yeah, that would be yeah. to have a career in musical theatre uh-huh. would be what is your favourite musical? The Dream my favourite musical um oh I I love Kinky Bits you're going to say that's that. my favourite that is my favourite I've not seen it yet oh I've I seen it countless it. times I can imagine <laughs> I've seen it countless times, <laughs> but um, it's it's such a great show, and it's yeah, music's fab. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. It's probably up there with like my favorite musicals. I am, um, I love really old musicals. I love mm. um, West Side is one of my yeah. favorites, yeah. and Singing in the Rain, for uh-huh. example. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, fun totally. enough the two shows I started I know, out doing. Actually, with you guys. right enough for me as well. Like really old uh-huh. Hollywood, MGM. Yeah. Style uh-huh. films, I have a real place in my heart for them. Definitely. Yeah. I do love the commercial musicals and I love mm-hmm. a jukebox musical here and there. Yes. But uh, <laughs> I really do love old school yeah. musical theatre. Uh-huh. That's my favourite. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for giving me insight to everything that is Ross Baxter up to this point. Not a problem. I'm so excited to see what you got up to next. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Right. This is called the quick fire round. Well, it doesn't need to be that okay. quick. Uh-huh. Although I do speak very quickly. Um, but it's more just, I didn't give Ross these questions in advance. So he's had no uh, time no to prep. think about them. No prep involved. Um, and it's just totally random things. It just gives a wee bit more insight to who Ross is. <laughs> Ross Baxter. <laughs> um, first song you remember obsessing over. Madonna, American Pie. Oh! Weird choice. Aye, I, you were right in there. <laughs> <laughs> You're was, a Madonna fan. It was on the cassette on my way to nursery. Ah, oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's a good a cassette too. I know, it was a cassette. <laughs> You're making me not feel as old then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember every day, religiously played it. Is that right? Yeah, on the way to nursery. We used to buy cassettes out of Wilbur's. I know. <laughs> I used to get it like as a treat of a like, gas cassette from Asda. Or, Definitely. Yeah, I loved it. Biggest pet peeve? What do you not like someone doing or someone saying or like bad manners? Oh, pet peeve. Mm. Um, do you know what? It's uh-huh. when my brother would go crazy at this. He um, <laughs> Wait, keep this in. he said it. He uh, the word hut. Uh huh. If something hits you, or you've been hit, the word hut <laughs> drives me Pure crazy. Hot me. He hurt me. I hate it. <laughs> and did your brother say that? He used to. Uh-huh. Every <laughs> time. Like, hot. <laughs> every time. There is no such thing as hot. <laughs> There's no such thing as a hot. Except like, outside. I you were actually talking about like a shed. I know, like. a shed. <laughs> I know, the word hot. Oh, drives me crazy. Your grammar is spot on. <laughs> it is not, but that word, that. Trust me, I question like my grammar a lot, but that, um, that word. Is it roasted or toasted cheese? Roasted cheese. Well done. Who says toasted cheese? I don't know. 
uh, for me it's roasted. Roasted. Aye. Yeah. Yes. High five to you for that. When you collect your Emmy uh, or your Oscar or your Grammy, who, which celeb will be handing it over to you? Uh, who would you choose? Who would I choose? Mm. I mean, obviously you'll be best buds, whoever it is, but... This is really random. <laughs> Younger <laughs> Ross would say Catherine Zeta-Jones. Really? Yeah. Aww. Really bizarre choice, but... That's lovely. I don't know why. I from Darling have... Buds of Me or from Chicago? I think Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I watched it when I was about seven. <laughs> That's cool. I like that answer. I kind of had a weird obsession. Victoria Beckham. We'll give you both of them. They'll give both us both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favourite smell? Smell? Mm. Orange. Oranges. Really? I love them. Ah, makes me think of holidays. Like citrus. Something's popped up on my computer, being the technophobe I am, I don't know what it means, but we'll not worry about that. If you could do one thing to help the world, what would it be? Just one thing. One thing to help the world? Yeah. Um, well, I would honestly say give more to charity. Yeah. I am doing that this year. Oh, I've cool. been, That's kind of something I've been, I've done a lot of like clearing out and moving flats and everything. I've decided mm-hmm. to just not throw... Yeah. much out and just give it a lot to charity I know there is a lot of like there's a lot of waste that you can like just yeah. give and there's yeah. no point in it um, I think the whole fast fashion thing as well yeah there's a big concern Definitely. like just buying clothes that you don't really need yeah so I've, and I'm the worst for it mm, I buy, it's, it's, I buy yeah, clothes a lot are, like, yeah. it's, it's just so e- like clothes are cheap you know or yeah. can be you know and it's um, so I'm trying to be a wee bit more mindful about yes that. likewise yeah uh-huh. Um, finish the sentence. I'm happiest when. Um, watching shows. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It it's, it just kind of does something. That uh, sounds really no no cliche and no. It's my New Year's resolution every year to see more shows. To see more theatre, yeah. 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 To see more all different kinds. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, I think. The feeling when you come out of watching watching something is... It's just that pure escapism, isn't yeah. it? It just takes you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Cool. Last one. Mm-hmm. Favourite Scottish word? Not hut. <laughs> Not hut. <laughs> Favourite Scottish word? Uh-huh. Uh, oh, oh, I should know this because... <laughs> There weren't there weren't a lot of Scottish students in my class. And oh, really? My friend right, okay. Chiara and I... Uh-huh. Uh, used like to a secret language. <laughs> used to say a lot of things and used to be like, "What, what? are you saying?" <laughs> oh, what did we say? <laughs> I remember the first time I ever heard someone in my class who wasn't Scottish say "madwit," <laughs> <laughs> and it just it made everything. <laughs> so madwit, madwit. They must That's have heard one of us say it in passing comment one day, and <laughs> it just came out their mouths, and it was one of the. And was it in context? Did they get it right? Yeah, uh-huh. it was in perfect context. So they understood context. what yeah. it meant, but it just said in another What do you say? That's my favourite Scottish uh-huh. word, but it's, one, it's a memory of a Scottish word that... Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. See, I like the word druth, like I've got a druth. What is yeah, that? Yeah, thirsty. Oh, I've never heard that. Have you heard that? No. Oh, I've got a pure druth. <laughs> <laughs> druth, um, sleek it. That's sleek a good it. one. Sleek um, it. Hold your wish. Hold your wish. Shut your geggy. Yes! That was one. That is a good one. Shut your I used to hear that a lot when I was younger. <laughs> shut your geggy. I can't imagine why, Ross. Why? Because <laughs> I would never shut up. <laughs> no, exactly. 
Well, on that note, I will thank you so much for being on The Brawl and The Brave. Thank and you. I wish you every success. You're, you're just amazing. At what thank you, you so you're much. a total talent and a really, really great, lovely person. Hence why I asked you to do this. Thank you very and, much. Uh, and thanks for putting me at ease. Not a problem. <laughs> my stress that was recording my voice. <laughs> Brilliant. I've not spoke too much. <laughs> and on that note, we will stop. Yay! Brilliant. Thanks, Not Thank a problem. You. Not. TLB. Gold. We bet now, but it's alright. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Braw and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>